School is back in session on Hey Sis, Eat This. Courtney's oldest daughter, Reagan, started middle school, causing me and Courtney to be triggered by terrible memories of acne, breast buds, and periods. Oh my. Then we welcome siblings Sophie and Brandon Pierce, who talked to us about their incredible mama, June. She's a mother of five kids and was also a kindergarten teacher alongside her husband. There was always tons of food in the Pierce household and loads of celebrations. Then Sophie surprises us with a little something from her kitchen. Spoiler alert, it's a panty dropper. Grab your fork and grab your knife. Morning, afternoon, and night. Mama's recipe and mine. We're about to have a good time. Hey, sis, eat this. Hey, sis, eat this. Woohoo! Hey, sis. Hey, sis. How is it going? I miss you already. I know. We had a, a go at it. Um, it's good, you know. I I dropped Reagan off this morning for her first day of junior high orientation, but still, it was like her first day. Wow. I am not going to lie. As she was walking away, I welled up with tears. My eyes welled up with tears. I'm sure this is like a new chapter. Because she was like, I'm so scared. I'm like, all I could say was I kept telling her, just be yourself. Just be yourself, your kind self. You'll attract the right kind of people if you're yourself. And she's like, okay. Yeah. So I started driving away and I thought to myself, this is just so silly. I decided I'd put on 10,000 Maniacs, which was like the popular band when I was in middle school. Yeah, but which song? Um, I think it was What's the Matter Here? Young girl, you know? Yes. Anyway, so I turned it on and so I started like channeling my inner middle school Courtney. <laughs> and a lot of insecurities came up. I felt really self-conscious all of a sudden. Yeah. I felt those little breast buds coming out of the t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Acne. A maxi pad. I mean, all this stuff. Yeah. And it was just like, I feel like, oh my God, my heart goes out. I just wish you could just fast forward these two years. Yeah, they were hard. They were traumatizing. I mean, I feel like I had a good middle school. You do? I do. I do. But I also was, you know, I had horrible acne. Yeah. I had to like start on Accutane at like 13, no, probably younger than that. Seriously, I wonder if that has anything to do with your fertility issues. I don't know, because I feel like everybody has been Did on Accutane. I was much older when I went on it. I had adult onset acne. That was fun. You know what I remember is when you take Accutane and they have the little stickers that have like a pregnant person on there. Oh, yeah. With the yes. big X in it. Right. I remember thinking because they tell you that you can't get pregnant for like 10 years, that you shouldn't start to have children until 10 years after God, being off right. of Accutane. And I remember being like, oh my God, I can't have kids until 23. <laughs> <laughs> God, I started Accutane at 23. So it's a good, good deal. I start, good thing I started late. Yeah. But I mean, I, I was, we had an, a welcome event for the middle school yesterday and I 
was insecure. Like I was nervous. I don't know mm. why. I just felt very, I mean, it's a new school, so I don't know people. Yeah, new people. But I think middle school is just, it's kind of as my new word. I mean, it's triggering. I mean, it's definitely <laughs> bringing up some stuff for me, but we're going to have to guide her, Whitney. We're going to have to guide these girls and keep them strong and empower them. Yes, I want to. I, I take that role very seriously. Well, how do we empower her? What do we say? I don't know. We just tell her to be herself and to be kind, I think. I'm not sure. Yes, I, I think kind is a very key word. Not care about the, what the boys say. Oh, God, I mean, seriously. I Ugh, just try and keep the boys out of your life at that point. Yeah, I, I was definitely boy crazy in middle school. You were? Yes. Yeah, I guess I was too. I was too. I don't think she is. That's the thing. She's not. She's, or at least she's not telling me. Good. All that aside, you know, Jason had his next surgery last week. So he's been home recovering and I've been having, he's had to be on a soft food diet. So, (laughs) so I've been uh, making some soft foods over here, Whitney. Okay. What have you been making? I did some beautiful garlic mashed potatoes and mm. I took that uh, immersion blender and I, and I blended those potatoes up. I may, may have added some extra milk in there and made them real creamy, real creamy. Gosh, I never thought about using an immersion blender on mashed yeah, potatoes. Yeah, it was good. And the girls loved them. I mean, you could have used, I could have used my handheld mixer, but the immersion blender is so quick and easy to clean. I've just always mashed. Yeah. Did you cook this weekend? I'm not going to lie. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm a little hungover today. Oh, <laughs> I can tell your, your energy's a little low this morning. So what happened last night? Andrea came over with David and we were talking about what we should cook for dinner and make. And Andrea's like mostly vegetarian, vegan, unless she comes mm-hmm. to our house and then she eats meat. Oh, God. I asked for what she wanted to cook. And she said, why don't um, we make this cauliflower taco? And I'm like, ew. Ew. Exactly. <laughs> She's like, no, I swear it's really good. I'm like, whatever. She said, I'll get the ingredients. And I said, okay, I'll go get the meat for what we're actually going to eat. So I went to this market by our house. It's called La Michoacana. I know I'm okay. butchering that. But it's okay. this insanely cool Hispanic meat market. And it was actually started yeah. by a family in Houston, a Mexican family in Houston. Cool. And the meats there that you can go in that are like pre-marinated are Ooh. so good. So I got fajita chicken meat and I also got mm. pork al pastor. Oh, yeah. And it's like cut into pieces. So I put it on a sheet pan and then I put it into the oven and... At the end, you can kind of broil it and get a little like crispy edges. And it is so good. So what happened? You just were drinking too many margaritas alongside the cooking? Yes. Well, we had had some leftover margaritas that we got at Miko the other night. And then Mm -hmm. those went pretty quickly. So then Lance ordered more. I don't know what's going on over there at Miko because they messed up my order the other day too when I called and ordered. Maybe they're drinking the margaritas Maybe. while they're cooking while they're cooking. Yeah. I ordered a quart of frozen and a quart of rocks. And I show up and I get a quart of frozen margaritas and a quart of guac. 
<laughs> I'm like, well, that's not so bad. But who needs a quart of guacamole? I don't know, but you got your neighborhood friends and mom and everybody on Viewside Drive. You could go around and hand out guacamole to everybody. Spoon out a guacamole. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I, I had them corrected. But then Lance put in oh. an order last night for a quart of frozen, a quart of rocks. And he gets it and it's two quarts of frozen and two quarts of rocks. <laughs> well, oh, so you felt the need to to have them all? Well, then we... In, Ended up getting in the pool and drinking some more margs, and then they left. And then Lance and I stayed up listening to this episode of Heather McMahon, absolutely not podcast, with Logan mm-hmm. Crosby, this oh yeah country singer. Yeah, apparently he's like Jason Aldean's second cousin or something. Okay, but it is such a hilarious episode. And okay, Lance was dying. All right, I'll listen to it today. We love Heather. Heather, come on, hey, sis, eat this. Seriously, their chemistry is just hilarious. And he's like 23 and he like went to Georgia. And Oh, God. Oh, God, it's just so funny. So that's why we were up late and that's why I'm a little, a little tired. Hung? Yeah. I've got, I've got my half water, half Gatorade right here. Oh my goodness, you really are in bad shape. Goodness gracious, on a Sunday. Well, I don't have that freedom since school starts this week. So unfortunately, I'm back to the grind. Yes, you are. But I did want to note, do you ever cook with kohlrabi? Kohlrabi? Do you know what that is? The vegetable? Yes. Yes, I Am I saying it, it wrong? No, I, I, kohlrabi. Okay, so the big root looking yes, thing, right? Yes, it's kind of like looks so like a So I went to the farmer's market yesterday. Love the farmer's market. And I was piddling around. I kind of got there late. So kind of like looking at the dredges of the vegetables. Mm-hmm. And I said, what is this? Is this a turnip? And he's like, and he didn't know the name of it. Or he couldn't say it in English. The, the guy was like, I think he only spoke Spanish. And he was like, it's like a radish. And I was like, okay, okay. So I went home and I looked it up. Cause I'm like, big, knobby, red, <laughs> purple. Oh, it's purple? Big, knobby, purple vegetable. This one was purple. And so I told Vivi, I don't really know what this is. I don't really cook with kohlrabi, but we're going to, we're going to make something. So I get my like big, huge knife and I'm like, hi, yeah. And I like, it like barely goes through. I can't cut through the darn thing. <laughs> so I just stopped and I put it back in the fridge and I thought I would look into um, some recipes. So I thought, if you have any suggestions of how to use it, I would like to try something. I do. Lance okay. makes a delicious kohlrabi salad. Okay. With toasted pistachios. Ooh. And like a vinaigrette. I think there might be some kind of cheese in there. I'm going to have to double check with him. Do you, do you, does he shred it? I mean, it looks like, like a kind of a slaw. I think he juliennes it. Yes. Like a slaw. Okay. It's so good. We actually grew one in mom's garden a couple of years ago. Wow. Okay. Well, I'm glad I brought this up. So I told my buddy at the farmer's market, I would tell him how it was. So maybe I'll make a little slaw for dinner tonight. You should. It's really, really good. Okay. Get that recipe for me. I will. And we'll put it up on the website. So how's mom? She's good. She's fine. She's fine. She's fine. She, they went to Chamberlain's last night for dinner. For restaurant week. For restaurant week. And we, they invited us, but we couldn't go because we were we had company. They love that Chamberlain's. Well, she was so sweet when at the night of Jason's surgery, I had to sleep in a, a hotel near the 
mm-hmm. surgery center and I was all yeah. by myself and I had stayed with Jason till until it was time for me to have dinner and go to bed. Right. So I walked over to the um to the Marriott and I uh, sat outside by myself and ordered a salad and a dirty sis martini. And she just talked to me the whole time while I had my dinner. I was all alone and it was like I had a friend at dinner. It was so nice. And we just talked and talked and talked. Oh, that's nice. That's That's what moms are for. Really, they truly are. It is nice to have her so close and down the street. We kind of talk all the time because... We are three houses away from each other. <laughs> right. Yeah. I feel like with this particular episode, we've been having lots of recording and audio issues. So we better just introduce them quick and get on with it. Before- I know. <laughs> because I don't want to 2.0 with them where we lost our first recording. Right. We actually did two interviews with our guest today. It was actually not horrible because... We recorded and then realized that the memory card ran out and then we'd gotten like 26 minutes into it too. Right. And so then when we went back to re-record, it was actually more efficient. Yeah. They already told the stories. They were. We already had a test. <laughs> we were like, can you leave that story out and really elaborate more on this story? No, we didn't do that. But No, but well, it was funny when we were listening to it when you were here in Dallas and I was like, God, you really dominated this one and you're like yeah because you were freaking out (laughs) after we had the recording yeah I want to apologize to the listeners in advance today I'm a you can tell I have like a lot of anxiety in my voice and I'm talking really (laughs) high and really fast and I was really nervous because Whitney and I literally recorded almost an entire interview with these siblings only to realize (laughs) that our memory card ran out and I know Whitney was just in a way, like she was so oh nervous. God. We were recording in a new studio and the whole yeah. thing. So I thought I needed to be the savior and carry yeah. the interview, which I really <laughs> didn't need to. I think I messed it up even more, but it's still funny. No, and cute. It's, it's really good. It's really it was just amateur yeah. podcasting hour with the Ashleys. <laughs> Total amateur hour. And we were actually in a professional recording studio, which is even more embarrassing because this sibling owns a recording studio. So anyway, it's okay. They brought it. Thank God. They they, did. they really kept calm and carried on and brought some funny yes. stories. And I'm excited to uh, have them on today, Whitney. Yes. Well, we're introducing our friends, Sophie and Brandon Pierce. Two siblings. Yeah, two of five. I know. Gosh, that makes for some really good stories, actually, when you have that many kids happening. I think they might have gotten their calm, calming nature from their mom, who was not only a mother of five, but a kindergarten teacher. So this woman had to have some patience. And you'll learn all about that in this interview. And I also like this interview because she brought us a gift. She did. We like guests who bring gifts. Yeah, or food. I mean, it was a food gift, but yeah, she brought her very first batch of sourdough bread. Yes. Well, let's introduce Sophie and Brandon Pierce and Mr. Doughboy. Enjoy. Hey, sis. Hey, sis. I'm excited because we have a really incredibly artistic and talented set of siblings here today. We sure do. And one of them is responsible for me becoming a full-fledged dance mom. Sure is. Yep. <laughs> Sophie Pierce is the founder and owner of multiple dance studios in the Los Angeles area, including Sophie Dance, 
Level Up and Sophie Dance West, where Reagan and Vivi dance. And Sophie is actually a breast cancer thriver. And she's part of the Fondle Project, which is a campaign dedicated to changing the narrative of breast cancer. And she was just a model for them in an incredible campaign. It's so beautiful. Welcome, Sophie. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. And then we're joined by her brother, Brandon, who is also equally talented in the music part of the world. He actually is the owner and founder of Be Music in LA, which is a music school for babies to 90-year-olds, anywhere in between. <laughs> and we're actually sitting in this beautiful studio. I mean, this studio is crazy, Brandon. I love it. Thanks, guys. Happy to have you here. We're going to get into it. I know it's not just the two of you. There's a few more that aren't here with us today. So, Brandon, tell us about the lineup and your siblings. Sure. So, there's five of us. It's a lot. It's a lot of kids. <laughs> um, the oldest one is TW. Um, then came Sophie. And then our middle brother, Justin. And then there's me. And then the youngest is Christopher. Gosh. And how many years between all of you? There's a lot. What was the span? There's 16 years between the oldest and the youngest. Wow. Yeah. So there were always, there was like graduations going on and diapers at the same time. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. The gamut, the gamut of teeth falling out and underage drinking. All <laughs> <time>. <laughs> it's kind of beautiful though. There's like all stages of life going on in the house. That's an amazing way to put it. That's really yeah. sweet. Well, we're also here to talk about Mama June, your beautiful mother. So Sophie, tell us a little bit about Mama June. Mama June, our dear Mama June growing up was quite the Sally homemaker. Mm -hmm. I think the memories that we have of Mama growing up were baking chocolate chip cookies. There were always kind of hot cookies and things on the counter when you came home from school. She blew up all the holidays. So loved celebrating the holidays, always made a ton of traditional meals, whether it was a heart-shaped meatloaf every Valentine's oh my Day. God. That or is hysterical. St. Patrick's Day yeah. annual pistachio cake. I think given that they were both school teachers, our parents were both kindergarten teachers. That's so it was very so sweet. sweet. You got Mr. Pierce or Mrs. Pierce in kindergarten. That's and cute. I think their occupations just lent themselves to celebrating all of the different holidays and they brought that home for us. How did two kindergarten teachers meet each other and marry? Well, they actually went to high school together, mm -hmm. but they didn't know each other that well. They began dating when they were doing their student teaching at the same time. And I think my mom had a car and my dad didn't. So it was, he was offering, <laughs> she was driving him. There was a ride situation oh. there. Did they always so, teach, yeah. did she always teach kindergarten or were there other grades that she moved around? They both moved around to a lot of different grades, mm -hmm. but ended up in those last, uh, the, the biggest chunk of their time was spent in kindergarten. But at That's one point, cute. I think they, they taught everything from kindergarten through fifth grade. Does she live close now or is she on the East Coast still? Well, they technically live on the East Coast, mm -hmm. though they do have a home here in Los Angeles. Oh, and they nice. come out most of the school year to help us take care of my three girls. Oh, She's so still baking cookies? She's not. She's not baking, though. She's not doing great. She's left that version of herself in the past <laughs> and she focuses now more on health and beauty well, and <laughs> as she should after raising five kids yeah. it's time to focus on the self -care. health and yeah. the beauty yeah she's focused on self-care my father has taken over the majority of their cooking which is very sweet she provided those meals growing up she did and she all did. the laundry 
So oh, much laundry. I can't oh, even imagine God. the laundry for five kids. I mean, oh, that just gives me heart palpitations thinking about it. The dishes. Just oh. the dishes. Well, that actually leads us to what was it like at your dinner table, Brandon? Uh, dinners growing up were really great. Um, every day at 5.15. Um, grandparents would be there a lot. Sweet. Grandpa That's nice. was always there. Grandma was always there. Why was it served at 515 on the regular every night? Well, our parents were school teachers and got home probably around that 330 hour. But our father had a second job where he owned a gas station garage that he worked at at night. Wow. And so I think that 515 dinner time was just between those two jobs. It's just the, the time that worked for everybody. But it was pretty set and it included grandparents. It was really unique in that wow. way. I mean, that is unique. That's beautiful. I mean, the main memory I have is just like the fight for survival to get food <laughs> because all the fight. brothers were just animals. Yeah. And if you didn't, you know, it was just like a fight to get seconds. Was there ever right. a physical fight to get seconds or Ooh. was it more just, you know, mm. jabbing forks at each other's plates? <laughs> no, it was it was more so like finish this plate now so you can get back and get seconds before anyone else does. And there was always seconds. There was always plenty of food for everyone. My dad made so much food, but there was still this feeling like if I don't finish this plate quick, I'm not going to get more food. Right. Because my oldest brother just ate everything and took all the food <laughs> off your plate and any food you left unattended, he was going to eat it. Right. <laughs> so our grandmother did the majority of our dinner time cooking growing up. So sweet. Our mother's mother. She loved cooking. She herself was a Portuguese woman, but her Portuguese mother had married an Italian man, and together they Ooh. owned an Italian-Portuguese restaurant in oh, Yonkers, New York. Yum. Wow. Wow, I had no idea. You didn't know that? That makes so much sense. See, you come from a lineage of culinary people. So that's why we exactly. eat so much Italian so food. So that's why there's so much Italian wow. food going on. Oh, so on she made a lot house. of Italian A lot of Italian food. Um, so yeah, that would be sort of the majority of the dinner time meals would be what Vava was cooking. That's awesome. That is so cool. You just discovered something new about your family, Brandon. Yeah, how about that? <laughs> Too many of us for everybody to keep track of everything right. that's going What's on. What's Portuguese food, though? What was that like? Did you not much of that? Chicken and rice. Yeah, mm -hmm. sure. Shadis and peppers. Yeah. Shadis. Is shadis the Portuguese word for sausage? I don't think it is. I, mean, I think they told she us it was. It. I thought I you said really shadis and pepper. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I kind of hmm. did too, but I didn't want to argue. Hmm. Shadis. It's a type of sausage. Okay. Mm -hmm. You say, She would say shadish and peppers. <laughs> shadish. I don't know if it's the real word. Is that a New York accent? No, that's just the way I put it on. But uh, it, uh, she didn't really have an accent. That's except so for when she said shadish. <laughs> so your mom must have learned a lot probably from her mom, who is, sounds like a fabulous cook. Was there a favorite dish that your mom made uh, that June made? Sophie? So my favorite thing that my mom made growing up was a tuna casserole. Oh. I think growing up just casseroles were really, it was very old very school. Very 70s And I love to bring the casserole back because they were wonderful and must have been a perfect thing to feed your family because sure. you're getting right. in all kinds of courses into one meal. And so easy. Easy, yeah. I don't think we bring I've it back. ever had a tuna casserole before. Oh, you know, I, we got to put that recipe you, up. Okay, well, we'll take, let's put that on our website. Sophie, let's bring the tuna, tuna noodle casserole back, okay? Let's bring it back. My father now has adopted all of my grandmother's recipes since June is, 
you know, focusing on her makeup. Yes. So <laughs> now Pops Pierce is the one who's taken on the grandmother's recipes and he does a version of the tuna noodle casserole. Oh, that's cool. So Yeah. What was the worst dish that she ever made, Brandon? So here's the thing. I don't think it was bad. It was probably amazing, but I hated her shrimp scampi. <laughs> I just, I don't know what it, it was. You weren't like, into shrimp? Too, or mm, It was like, like I love shrimp cocktail, mm-hmm. but there was something about like. Some kind of spice or something you didn't it like. Was, I think it was just all the garlic. Oh. Can you eat shrimp scampi today? Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. It's really good. I love the shrimp scampi from Rayo's. Shout out. Um, but yeah, it was always my least favorite meal, but there, I felt like every dinner, my dad also made a huge London broil. Mm. So if you weren't (laughs) a fan of whatever the pasta dish was or whatever my mom was making, you'd always knew that there was several slabs of steak that you could have. Um, (laughs) and that was always so great. Well, Let's get on to the main course. I know Courtney and I've had some great vacations with our family growing up with a lot of traditions and memories surrounding that. But Brandon, tell us a little bit about some of your family vacations. So we had two really great vacations. Um, Probably the one I'm most fond of is the Jersey Shore. Mm -hmm. We would go every year. Um, And we really just did a lot of fun things like crabbing, uh, fishing, obviously heating, uh, hitting the beach, mm-hmm. but like crabbing was like a really big part of that vacation for me now that I think about it. And yeah. I still like love fishing to this day. You're the oh. world's most okayest fisherman. <laughs> what, is that, what does that mean? <laughs> who got, was that you? Did you get me that shirt? I didn't, but oh, I, whoever yeah. bought it for our you, brother, I thought it was perfect. Our brother Justin got me a shirt that says the world's okayest fisherman, uh, that's that's which is hilarious because there's like an inside joke with all my friends. Like anytime we go to the beach, yeah. you know, we're all in our 30s i always bring a fishing pole so it's like everyone's like like here in santa monica huh yeah like anywhere we go like manhattan (laughs) beach you know el porto or wherever we go i always bring a fishing pole that's because your family vacations growing up it really is everyone always says like brandon you're the world's worst fisherman and then like lo and behold one christmas my brother got me the shirt that says world's okay as fisherman oh that's cute um, i don't think that you should be judged by the fishing you might do here in Los Angeles. Yes, seriously. You know? I, I appreciate that. Thank you. I feel like if it was the Jersey Shore, you would slay. Yeah, no, absolutely. And <laughs> right? it's, it's, did you slay at the Jersey Shore? Um, yeah, we did. We yeah. always caught a lot of fish and we always caught a lot of crab and we always ate the crab, which was like the best part. We would keep the shells. Mm-hmm. Uh, we would collect keep the, the shells. shells. Yeah, we would we would keep the the crab shells, the lobster shells. Why? Um, well, we would be you and our other brother Justin. My, our parents wouldn't keep the carcasses. No, you right, would right. keep sorry, them as sorry. pets. We would. We love that. Um, <laughs> Smelly pets. We would have. You know, we would have like lobsters and clams for dinner at the Jersey Shore. We would, oh, I we, love it. Like we, a real lobster boil or mm-hmm. crab boil. Y- yeah, it was awesome. We we kept a couple clams as pets too, Ew. which was awesome. What? Stinky. Where would you keep them? Uh, I would just keep one in a bucket with some sand and water, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it had this whole amazing like ocean water. Uh, yeah, a little okay. bit, or like you know, from the bay. Okay. Um, and they would stay for a while, but like yeah, now that I remember, they would get really stinky. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. How long would you keep them? Um, just the time we were at the Jersey Shore. The whole time. And yeah. Mama June wasn't like. Brandon, get these damn clams out of here. I think there was way more stuff going on that she right. had to worry about other right. than the clams. Yeah. Would you yeah. feed it? Uh, Would no. you feed it? Oh, man. Would you starved it? 
man, I hope PETA doesn't listen to this. No, we did not feed it. We just, we just kind of kept them and watched them, but right. the clam had a lot going on. Yeah. They, they moved around a lot, you know? Did they the clam were, dance? Uh, yes, did the clam dance. Yeah. Our parents' vibe was one of extreme patience and tolerance. Mm-hmm. We didn't have any rules growing up. I mean, there was definitely consistency with dinner time, mm-hmm. but other than that, it was a real free for all. So, wow. Brandon and Justin playing with lobster carcasses in the bathtub was, you know, it, it kind of went unnoticed. Yeah. Right. Probably, it no, probably went unnoticed. Yeah. No Let's one's getting real. hurt. Yeah. No right. one's destroying the house. Well, Mama June is probably so patient because she had to be with you know twenty, thirty kindergartners every day. So it was like a break to come home to five kids. Exactly. That's really sweet. That yes. would. You have to be a patient person oh to A, God. be a kindergarten teacher, B, have five children. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Going back to the Jersey Shore really mm-hmm. quickly, the wonderful thing about that vacation is that we continue to replicate that in our adulthood. Oh, so I nice. bring my children, my husband and I bring our three daughters on vacation to the Jersey Shore all the way from California every single summer for a week or two. And Brandon has been joining us on that vacation for part of. And that's been really special to replicate Aww. that yeah. um, that time at the shore. Sure. Does he put clams everywhere. in the bathtub when mm-hmm. he's there? Yeah, I don't, no, I'm not I'll, that kind of parent. Maybe I'll do it with the girls this year. Maybe yeah. we'll, we'll take a pet club. This year so they can have that experience. I think you should. That's hilarious. It's so great that the girls get that experience. It really that, is. Like, it, that's a really special. Trip. Do you do some yeah. of the th- same things with the like crabbing and the lobsters and? We definitely do. Our my kids don't eat seafood as much as we did growing <laughs> up. So, um, but we definitely still go out there and do the clamming thing and. You know, ice cream every night. Yeah. This the beachside do, do bike riding. Do your parents riding. come? Does Mama June come? They don't. Yeah. Um, She's they too- probably would, but our dad works the summer job. Mm-hmm. So my dad had three jobs, actually. Mm-hmm. He was a kindergarten teacher. Mm-hmm. He had his gas station garage. And then he is the manager of our town swimming pool, which is oh a job gosh. he still holds. Really? Oh, he right loves now. it, huh? He loves it. He is... Big oh. fish, small pond over there. Yes. And so cute. Everybody knows him in the town. Yeah, he's, Everybody he's the knows mayor, him. For sure. Yeah. For sure. He loves that job. So, meanwhile, Mama June's at the beauty salon getting her <laughs> hair done. And that is her- exactly what's happening. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, but our other vacation, the other vacation that we took every year that I would give anything to be able to replicate with my children now in my adult life is this extended family vacation we would take to Lake George. Okay. So growing up in New York, our family would snowmobile. Mm. Sort of like, you know, the way people take ski week now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. Snowmobiling <laughs> week. What? <laughs> and Lake George Sounds is in dangerous. upstate New York. Okay. It probably was dangerous. <laughs> Go out on the trails all together in snowmobiles. But this vacation included not just our immediate family, but our grandparents, our cousins, hmm. um, a, a real extended family trip. Like how many people? Probably, you know, somewhere around... 15 different kids. Oh, wow. It was like a oh, wow. family reunion. It was almost like a family reunion animal trip over, oh, cool. over President's Day. And we would stay at this resort. There was kind of a, I remember this dining hall type of meal experience. Huh. Right? Like, like family style? Yeah, like all, all, yeah, like all the families that were staying at this lodge. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And it was like, you know, it was like a, a big complex. Is it like, like in Miss Maisel when they go to the Poconos? The Catskills. And they're, yes. The Catskills? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Oh. I don't know, like a dirty dancing vibe, but oh. wintery. Yeah. Oh, winter, like, dirty uh, dancing. Winter, yeah. Yeah. There was like yes. a dance floor and like karaoke. And That's like, amazing. It was really cool. I want to go. That little diner there had a sign that said best, best cheeseburger in New York. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> I can't believe like this is the place that has the best cheeseburger in New York. <laughs> I felt so privileged, but they were really good. 
that's like an elf when he sees the best cup of coffee right, in the window right. and he walks exactly. in and he's like, congratulations. Exactly. <laughs> 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 Sounds like an amazing vacation. Did you like, did you, did you just drive there from... Yeah, yeah, we um, drive up every year, which is also ridiculous. Like all of us just packed in the suburban. But like, we had a suburban too. Yeah, was really? it a cherry red? Yep, big uh, red. Okay, suburban. so no, it was blue. It was navy blue. But now my dad has a cherry red one that he drives around. Oh, oh my god! Oh my god! Um, but yeah, we would all meet up like at the local deli. We would all get like our buttered rolls and coffee. Mm-hmm. Like buttered rolls were so huge. Back mm-hmm. then. We loved those. Or like what hot chocolate a for buttered the kids. Roll? Just a buttered Kaiser roll. Oh, but yum. like the rolls in New York are so yeah, good. Yeah. That mm-hmm. they're, like, they're, yeah. they're just so soft mm-hmm. and great. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the kids would get all hot chocolate and we would like drive up as a caravan. Oh, that's cute. So it's like all Fun. the families, cousins, like we're just following each other's cars all the way up. And one year we stopped at this Denny's. Mm-hmm. And we would normally stop at Denny's on the way back, but this year was different because we had a meal so bad it felt like we were on a hidden camera show. <laughs> <laughs> Like it was one thing after another. Like you sit down and you look at the silverware and the silverware is like filthy. Oh God. Yes. Yes. What's going on? And then like the the eggs come out and they're like stone cold Right. and the bacon comes out and it's like black and burnt to the crisp. Right. And then we're like, well, let's just have the pancakes. I'm sure the pancakes are good. And the pancakes come out and I'm not exaggerating. I swear. Yeah. You could not cut through the pancakes with a knife. Oh my God. They must've been some kind of frozen or instant pancakes or something, but but we were just, we were trying to saw through these pancakes and they were rock solid. Oh my God. And it's like, I'm sure there were other terrible things that happened there, but it was like one thing after another. And it's like every one of you had this Oh yeah. It was so it was it was it was terrible. We can relate. We have a name for it actually. Yeah, we had it happen over Christmas. Um one year we used to go to Hawaii for Christmas. Mm. And um we were there and for some reason mom and dad didn't make like a reservation for Christmas Eve or something. Yeah. I mean yeah. I had a friend with me. We had another family that we traveled with and so there's like a substantial group. With no plans on Christmas Eve. Probably their cocktail hour went too long. And right. then we decided, and the kids were probably like, we're hungry. And they're probably like, okay, co- fine. We'll get in the car and find some place, you know. Yeah. On this tiny island of Hawaii, at, you know, Christmas Eve. Yeah. And we stumbled upon this, like, we went to one place. It wasn't open. We go to this other place called Egbert's. Which was like a Denny's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we get there and, you know, it's Christmas Eve. They don't want to work. And... It was just the same experience. I mean, the one thing that yeah. stands out to me is I remember finding a booger on my water oh my glass. <laughs> and, and so now whenever we have like a very bad dining experience, we're like, oh, it was an Egbert's night. So, you know, I think you can right. use that. Oh, it was a Denny's night or... Oh, yeah. I mean, my brother and my cousin always laugh about that to this day. And we were cracking up as a, like with each new thing that came, we would just die laughing harder and harder. <laughs> Well, I want to move on to another topic that we like to talk about on yeah. the Hasis podcast because I personally have had a very traumatizing experience with a perm, a home <sighs> perm that my parents gave me. Parents both were responsible, um, you know, and we've all had our fair share of terrible haircuts. So with five of you, I'm sure there were some grooming stories that you can share. Sophie, you want to tell us a little bit about something? Well, I have a question first. Oh, yeah. Do all of you and your siblings have as great of hair as both of you? Yeah. Oh, meaning the hair that we have now? Yes. Yeah, oh, nice, thick, beautiful oh, hair. Thank yes. You. Thank you. It's always been rather straight and boring to me, which has led to 
the five perms that I had <laughs> as a child. <laughs> That's a lot of perms. That was a lot of perms. Yeah. I'm lucky I even have hair on my head anymore. At what age did you start these perms? I, I think eight. Did, did your mom take you to the salon? Okay, so two of them were done in a salon, mm-hmm. in our local salon in Verplank, New York. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The other three were done by friends of hers oh, in their no, kitchens. no. Did she have a perm too, your mom? She did not have a perm. She was sort of blessed with this like curly, wavy, beachy. I can make it as curly as I want or as straight as I want beachy hair. So, Mm -hmm. but I just had pin pin straight hair. Mm -hmm. Yeah, me too. So I think that inspired her to want to get a little, little volume. She she encouraged these perms. She encouraged the perms Mm -hmm. for sure. And I think I wanted them. I remember being enthusiastic about it and I would want to try different. Do you remember there was something called the piggyback perm? I don't know. You know, they probably all looked exactly the they same. They were no. different levels the body of wave. like, yes, yes, I do remember that. So I tried all the different ones in the poodle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was mine. So I, I don't know if you, if you ever had that brand, but the poodle brand. Okay. All of mine were called different things, but I'm fairly certain we're all the poodle. Yeah. <laughs> they all look like the poodle. I don't think they well, look Well, that's what happens different. when you perm pin straight hair. It all I'm becomes the poodle. I need some pictures of these perms. We need to find the, the pictures. There was one year where we cut bangs and we also <gasps> permed the bangs. Oh, oh yeah. right. Wow. We had a friend Yikes. who called into our hotline who told us that her mom just let her perm the bangs, but Only. not the rest <laughs> of the hair. <laughs> Yeah. Just going to ease into yeah. the perm. Yeah. Brandon, did you ever get a perm? Uh, <laughs> no. Also pin straight hair, mm-hmm. um, which was tough. But I had the pleasure of getting literal bowl cuts oh, when I was a child. that was popular yeah. back in the day. So mom would uh, mom would cut our hair and oh, just she did. slop the bowl on top of it. There's no. a picture. What? All the Come boys. on. A real bowl? An actual bowl. It didn't keep up for long, but like, you know, it's like five <laughs> kids. And haircuts are expensive. and Just like a glass bowl or uh no a metal like mixing bowl we have a picture here you may have to share and it's so uneven <laughs> yeah you can like you can like see each individual snip oh for like all the God. layers getting did cut did she together. use like kitchen oh. scissors or something her sewing scissors her sewing scissors yeah she probably did yeah and i think a tupperware bowl like an orange tupperware bowl i have a memory of it Mm. One one time it was a steel mixing bowl. I do have the the traumatic memory of that happening. Um, but yeah, I mean, I get it. A lot of kids. But it's funny because I think that actually made me really self-conscious and uh, particular about my hair. Oh, sure. Because then we started going to Angela, who was the local, like, uh, hairstylist at our salon. Did two of my perms. Mm-hmm. Did two of your, did she do a good job? Angela. I mean, as well of a job as you can do on a perm on a 10 year old. But um, at some point, all the brothers ended up cutting their own hair. Oh, so it's like even when we would go get haircuts, we would like go back to the bathroom and like extend out like the three way folding mirror so you can see the back of your head and like fix our haircuts to the point where my mom was like, I'm not paying for these anymore. You guys get the haircuts. You come home and you just cut it anyway. So we all cut our own hair from probably like sixth grade through like college. Really? Oh, my did God. you cut each other's hair? Like, were you like, hey, can uh, you get Justin, a, a couple times, miss a spot back there? <laughs> a couple times my brother asked, but he was the same way. He was like so just OCD in particular about it that we would just do it all on our own and we would spend such a long time in the bathroom. Like there were probably so many times that you guys were waiting we're like what's going on in there but it would be like a two hour <laughs> process to like cut your hair and then shower. Oh my God. I but can't th- even imagine how to even begin to cut 
my own hair. Me either. Well, you know, for guys, it's different. We're, you're using a buzzer. Oh, um, so but, did you have a buzz cut or did you have? I mean, it was pretty good. Like you yeah. buzz the sides. I would do a fade. <laughs> right. You do a fade. Fading the back of your head. Did you ever like carve a bee in the back or anything? No, that would have been cool. But one time I did shave off my entire like temple. Like, <gasps> By accident? the hair on my temple. I just, I, the clip fell off and it just went. <laughs> so that was super fun. Did you get a little of your eyebrow in there too? No, I didn't get an eyebrow, but it was bad enough to where that, oh, that no. uh, those couple weeks in seventh grade were very embarrassing. So did you match the other side? No. <laughs> Just went with it. Oh my gosh. That, that is so funny. You're making me relive this. This is really tough. Brandon's trauma. If it's okay with you, we will be posting that full haircut on social media. 100%. Oh yeah, please do. It's great. Well, you all mentioned that the holidays were a big deal in your house, as it was in our house. So tell us a little bit about some of those highlights of the dinners, the traditions. Thanksgiving, Christmas. Thanksgiving and Christmas. Well, the biggest memory that I have as a child is my grandmother, again, who did the majority of our family cooking. She made a lasagna as an appetizer. What? For the app, it was the appetizer that's before a, the salad. That's a gut came bomb. That was a gut bomb. It oh was served maybe, maybe with the idea that Italian style was a first course pasta. I'm not yeah. quite sure what started it, but she brought it every year. And part of the tradition was the upset from my father's parents, <laughs> the in-laws getting so enraged that oh. lasagna was being served and everybody was going to be full before the <laughs> mashed potatoes and the salad and the turkey made it to the plate. So I just remember being witness as a child. I loved the lasagna, but I just, yeah, I remember the that adults. the upset said adults and it just yeah it was just tradition you know that's so funny um now was this that, lasagna no served like appetizer style grays or like were Huge you slaps. plated and you ate the appetizer i know when we do appetizers it's like you were it was it was a sit down plated course okay. it was like yeah. course one yeah <laughs> that was the other thing about my grandmother she had that um I don't know, sort of old school Portuguese, Italian, you know, everybody's got to eat everything. Oh, right? You got to really right. feed people. Mm -hmm. So you were fully expected to eat course one and then proceed to eat oh the turkey dinner. <laughs> that is so funny. Every Thanksgiving, every Christmas, my parents hosted. We always hosted those holidays in our own home. And every year it just was the same thing. So... And oh, they'd never host changed. Thanksgiving and Christmas? They would. I think we lot. were the family with the largest amount of children. And so <laughs> being home. And, again, you know, I think the way my parents just love to do up the holidays, it always felt special. Yeah. Did we talk about the heart-shaped meatloaf? We talked about the heart-shaped meatloaf. Oh, okay, but I need to, like, was there a mold? Was it a free form? Uh, no, there was a pan involved. There was a heart-shaped pan that was used. Okay. I think I think I actually have it. I think my Aww. mom gave it to me. Aww. I've used it for heart-shaped cakes. I haven't made the heart-shaped meatloaf. Can you make that next time I come over? Yeah, I'll make you heart-shaped meatloaf. A heart-shaped meatloaf. I love meatloaf. Me too. Meatloaf is still my favorite dinner, like meatloaf, mashed potatoes. Brandon, I love a meatloaf. I don't get why more people don't like it. Do they know. do it with like pork, beef, the traditional? It's It's the combo. Beef and veal. Yeah, beef and veal. Any mom that makes a heart-shaped meatloaf on Valentine's Day is a is a sweet woman. 
It is. It was very sweet. It was very I sweet. I like that idea. I love, no one in my family likes meatloaf though. I'm the only one. You know what I might do what? is I might dye some potato, mashed potatoes red and put, you know, a little mm-hmm. covering over it. Mm-hmm. And so then Lance might think it's a cake and he goes in and it's meatloaf. Oh, that's a good oh, prank. Yeah. It is a good one. I'm going to yeah, do that. I love that. Delicious. <laughs> <laughs> I now blow up all the holidays for my own children. So I think I get that from her. And we always do a big, a big Halloween, a big Christmas, a big Valentine's Day. Any reason to celebrate, so I must get that from her. Tell us about this pistachio cake that you're on. Yeah, St. Patty's. The pistachio cake, I've got to bring that back. So she would make a traditional vanilla cake and then add, if I remember correctly, a packet of pistachio like jello. Oh. Yeah, that would get mixed in there. And then it just had a whipped cream topping that Yum. also had the pistachio jello mix into it. So it were was there actual light. pistachios in there for crunch? There were. She would put actual pistachios in there for crunch in both the cake and the frosting. And it's very, very light. I just loved it. I think I loved it so much I had her make it for my birthday one year. Ooh, I want that recipe too. That's my birthday cake too. Every year she'd make me the, the but also the, the icing was green. Because she would usually make oh, it for cute. St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. Right. But then we all loved it so much, it would just be like, here's your birthday cake. We have a surprise guest on the podcast today. There's actually a third guest on this podcast <laughs> today. There is. Um, well, you brought the guest. You know how we love a sourdough starter story here. Sure at, hey, sissy, this. Sophie has brought us Mr. Doughboy. A, a, a sourdough bread that you started how long ago? Tell us a little bit about, give us some background on Mr. Doughboy. Right. Okay, Mr. Doughboy. So one of my employees a few months ago asked if she could gift me her sourdough starter. And I said, yes, please. Having no idea that this was going to become such an intimidating thing in my refrigerator. Okay. I mean, the instructions are very intimidating. Yes. So she herself has a non-binary sourdough starter that she... <laughs> <laughs> Has had since uh, 2017. Actually, she was a seasoned sourdough bread baker by the time lockdown happened and everyone was making their sourdough. So non-binary, what was the name? What's the name of hers? Oh, I don't know the name of her sourdough. Okay, Okay, that's okay. It's Pat. (laughs) (laughs) And you put a little pad of butter on it. She very generously gifted me one and one of my other colleagues. And I was told mine was definitely a boy and my colleagues was a female. And so I, my kids and I named him Mr. Doughboy. And this is literally the first loaf you've made. This is the first loaf I've made. You guys, I thought this was going to be tragic. I mean, I feel honored, Sophie, that you would be vulnerable enough to come share Mr. Doughboy with us, your very first sourdough on Hastis. I mean, this is like breaking news here. I'm very excited. I'm very, I'm very excited to try this. You even brought butter too. And I brought some butter. Okay, wait, I want some. Make your own because I'm going, I'm diving in. Please help yourself. Miss Annie had a female starter Annie's sourdough starter is named Doreen, <laughs> which is my favorite. <laughs> Sophie, it's really good. Is it really good? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I am like the world's most okay chef. Mm. Oh my God, wait. <laughs> it's really good. I just had a flashback. What? Tell us. So you asked about like family dinners. Okay. I just ate this one. Mm. My mom <laughs> at the dinner table. Mm-hmm. 
with every bite she took, if my dad cooked it, she would go, mmm, oh, daddy, this is so good. Because <laughs> she would call my dad daddy. Right. And that's another thing about always having kids in the house. Right. Like, there's always a baby there. Right. So you're so used to being like, ask daddy uh-huh. if you can do this. So she just started calling my dad daddy. And we would have friends over for dinner. <laughs> And my mom would be taking a bite of steak and she'd go, mm, oh, daddy. And our friends are just fucking dying, like kicking, kicking our legs under the table. Oh my, God. my friend Sean couldn't even come over anymore. Oh, my God. He's like, dude, I can't I can't keep it together when she does that. And it wasn't oh. like one time a meal. It was like the first 15 daddy. minutes of every meal. She's like, mm, oh, daddy, you did such a good job. <laughs> Oh, daddy, it's so good. You weren't like, mommy, this is so embarrassing. <laughs> I think we just loved it so much because it was yeah, like a funny inside joke for it. us too. You're like, daddy, try new recipes. Yeah. Like, oh and she God. does it to this day. And like, so now like I'll be over her house for dinner and she'll say it. And we'll just like look at each other and start cracking up. Oh my God. Man, this bread is good. Mm, good job. It's so good. Dumpy. Sophie, good job. This is a two-day process. Mm-hmm. And this is a big commitment. And now we're tra- we're about to do some traveling. And I've got to figure out who's going to babysit the, 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 the starter. I'll, I'll babysit it. Oh, no, but I'm doing traveling, too. Yeah. There needs to be a service for this. Maybe we should start a little business, a little hut, where you go and take your sourdough starter. <laughs> like doggy daycare? <laughs> yes. <laughs> And you're like, okay, it needs to be fed twice a day. Sourdough sitting. I yeah. think there's something we wait. Okay, so this is incredible, it's and so I'm so excited that you shared it with us, Mr. Doughboy. And we needed to have people like bring us food. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, we do. We've started a tradition here. I now, love this. For all future guests, yeah. it would be really nice if we were brought treats or drinks. You know, we're going to ask you about your favorite recipe, so you might as well just bring it with you. Yeah. If you can keep Mr. Doughboy alive, when I get back from my trip, I'd love to come over and take a little sample to start my own. Absolutely. It would be my pleasure. Mm, this is great. There's nothing better than fresh bread. Oh. I'm very inspired by cooking, and I love I love the idea of cooking. I do a lot of it. I do a lot of baking. I'm not great at it, though, but... You know, I haven't made any panty droppers. <laughs> I doubt that's true. To me, that is a panty dropper yeah, bread. And I'm not yeah, even kidding. Really good. Mm-hmm. That's it huge. It smells delicious. You can see the holes of the sourdough. Wow, you guys. That means a lot. Let's move on to the rapid fire portion of our show. Okay, Sophie, one word to describe Mama June. Whimsical. Mm. Right? Full of whimsy. Artsy, craftsy, creating, free spirit, boundaryless. One word, Sophie, one word. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. I love it. Brandon, what about you? Patient. Yeah, I can imagine. Mm -hmm. Brandon, who's her favorite? Who's her favorite? Mm-hmm. There's five of you. Oh, There's man. There's got to be a favorite. I mean, that's the beautiful thing about our parents is that I think they really made us all feel like the favorite. Aww. But that could also just be because I'm actually the favorite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, the thing is, like, uh, she's always told me how much I remind her of her father. Oh. And, like, I think I'm the favorite. I'm that's sure. Sophie. Hands down, Brandon is the favorite. Oh, wow. Aww. Okay. Yeah. Sophie, who makes your mom laugh the most? 
Me. I think I do. No. Yeah. Yeah. You own that, girl. I think she finds me the most entertaining. You're certainly entertaining. Brandon's like, hmm. (laughs) Well, you know, it's just because you're there when she laughs at what you're saying. You can't be the funniest and the favorite, Brandon. (laughs) No, I think think we all make her feel good and all make her laugh. Sure you do. Aw. Well, who pisses her off the most, Brandon? Ooh. (laughs) Yeah. Sophie's pointing to herself. Yeah, Sophie pisses her off pretty hard. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm the one who would say, Mom, you can't keep saying "Mm, daddy when you're chewing. (laughs) (laughs) The the brothers won't. They're not going to ruffle her feathers. But I I would would make the comment. She will always like call her out for her shit. And all the boys are like, oh, mom, you can do no wrong. Right. Yeah. Yeah. She's done I've so seen wrong. this pattern with <laughs> boys and yeah, moms. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we all know. Yes. Sophie, what's your favorite thing about your mom? I think my favorite thing about my mom is, is her whimsy, mm-hmm. is her love of anything creative, mm-hmm. whether it's paintings or color, room decor. Mm-hmm. She does have a big focus these days on the aesthetic, as we know, makeup, (laughs) things that look pretty. But that's exciting, too. Right. Like there is a place for that. There is a place to get excited about beautiful things and whether it's fashion or part of being a creative person, being a creative person. And these days, there's not a tremendous amount of that out there. So I think that's my favorite thing about her. She's still getting enthusiastic about the really pretty things. That's awesome. What about you, Brandon? Like she always had a great way of reinforcing your love for yourself. One thing she always told me grow up, she always said, uh, make sure you make decisions that are good for Brandon. Mm, and I a love lot that. of like at the root of that was like, you're amazing. Love mm-hmm. yourself. I love mm-hmm. you so much. You're just like the best. Mm, I like that a lot. Yeah. yeah, I really like that. I get so much good parenting advice <laughs> on this podcast. <laughs> really? I know. That kind of leads me to the next one. Brandon, is what's the best advice that your mom gave you? Would it be what you just said? That's it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I remember that to this day. I, I mean, I really do apply that to so many things in life. Like, always make decisions that are good for Brandon. And it's not just decisions like, you know, yeah. don't go. Selfish decisions, not yeah, selfish no, decisions. No, it's, right. it's like, it's like. It's good for your do Yeah. It's, it's really just like love yourself. Right. That's like how, how I see it now. Yeah. Being older, mm-hmm. you know. Same question for me? Yes. Yes. Well, I can't say that there's a piece of advice that she's given me that really sticks with me. But one thing I do recall, like it was yesterday, was it was probably about 21 years old and we were sitting in the basement of the Plaza Hotel in New York City. She was having her once a year cocktail and I was having a drink. (laughs) It was a very big deal. And she said, I want you to know the two most important things in life are your health and your beauty. (laughs) <laughs> and that <laughs> you said it so matter of fact she said it so matter of fact uh, and I thought you know not my my friends and the people I love and you know I'm thinking all these other things but but that's what she said and you know I thought well maybe that's where it's at sometimes and I just I can, you know I can appreciate that that's where that advice was it certainly makes me laugh right and it brings a little levity to this serious life we live so Maybe at the end of the day, it's just all about our health and our beauty. I think Mama Ashley would subscribe to that, too. Yeah, she says it's better to look good than to feel good. So, you know, it's a generational thing. Okay, it's a generational thing. I think so. And, you know, maybe 
she's also referring to being beautiful on the inside. We're all beautiful yeah. on the inside. Uh, I don't think so. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that would explain a lot of the complexes we have now as adults. You're blessed that you're both such beautiful people. Thank you. Inside and out. Oh, thanks. Mostly on the outside. No, just kidding. Yeah. Both beautiful on the inside and outside and so warm and open with us today. And thank you so much. Thank y'all. This was so fun. Thanks for having us. Thank you. This was an honor. Such big fans of you guys. Such a big fan of this great show. You're inspiring and fun. Thank you. Well, I'll see you at the next dance convention. Absolutely. And Brandon, I'll be bringing the kids back here to do some singing and some. I can't wait. We'll lay down the tracks with them. Well, let's close it out like we always do. Love you. Love your show. Love you. Love your show. Thank you so much for listening to Hey Sis, Eat This. If you LOL'd, peed your pants a little bit, or even smirked, please hit subscribe if you haven't already. And feel free to rate and review, but only if it's positive. Also, visit our website for recipes and to sign up for our newsletter at heysiseatthis.com. <laughs>